I'm so sorry. No. Oh no. That's fine. I'll, I'll just cut that. Out. Uh, I didn't warn you before I started. It's fine. I was, I was trying to check and see if Donald Trump had been arrested yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Today is Tuesday. Huh? Yeah. All right. Let me let me start that again. He's allegedly gonna surrender to arraignment this evening. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what kind of choice he has. Yeah. Honestly, it's not like they don't know where he lives. <laughs> anyway. All right. <clears throat> Cryptids and Omens, and welcome back to another episode of My Boyfriend's Record Collection. My name's Amanda. And I'm Jason. And this is a podcast where we talk about relationships, music, and our relationship with music. Each and every week, we pick a random album from My Boyfriend's Record Collection and discuss the album, the vinyl, the critical reception, and how it makes us feel. What album were we talking about today, Jason? Today, we are talking about Once More Around the Sun by Mastodon. One of the coolest cover arts we've done yet. Oh, yeah. Or, well, coolest cover art of a vinyl we've done yet. I'm not trying to take credit for uh, <laughs> this just, like, absolute masterpiece. Uh, I, I, am, I am secretly Skinner. <laughs> uh, but uh, Before we get into yeah. that, is it time to check in with the uh, My Boyfriend's News Corner? It is. And um, so here's what happened. Oh, boy. Instead of uh, finding something to talk about this week, I spent all morning looking at insane Melanie Martinez stands on oh Twitter. God. Oh, God. Uh, because her album's been getting pretty bad reviews, and they are not taking it well. Because it's it's bad. I'm sorry. I, mean, I have listened to it. Um, she, like, admitted to the accusations yeah. against her that most of the stands continuously say, oh no, like the person that accused her recanted. Yes, yeah. because a bunch of psychotic 26-year-olds wouldn't leave her the fuck alone. Yo, I didn't know this until literally right before we started recording, but there she apparently like right after that put out like a diss track. Yeah, no, she did. Like the- she made a diss track for the woman that she oh raped. Oh my God, fucking insane. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh God, there's more going on in the news this week too. And I, I, do we have to talk about it? I mean, we don't because this is a music show. That's true. And I, I always try to keep the news to like music related news. Right, right. And uh, since I didn't find anything worth talking about, I would rather talk about uh, my current favorite album. Yeah. Uh, the new, uh, the debut album from Debbie Friday called Good Luck. Uh, this album is incredible. It's Really, really good. I knew about Debbie Friday because she uh, recorded a verse for the redone version of um, uh, that one clipping song. Uh, st- uh, anyway, for, she was <laughs> on, know, she's on Get Back, or I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's on that clipping song, and she finally released her debut album. It's way different than what I thought it was going to be. Um, I love it. It's, it's like so noisy and industrial, but it's also very pop and Mm -hmm. it has a lot of like different influences you wouldn't expect every, 
everything from Beyonce to Fiona Apple to Deftones to Nine Inch Nails. Like, yeah, nothing else really sounds yeah, like this all, right now. It's the, all in there. The only th- album that I think that has come out recently-ish that would come close is the Halsey album that Trent Reznor did all the production right. for. It sounds like that, but like a step beyond. Yeah. I love I, it. Yeah. Um, it's it's got some, it's some crazy variety. It does my favorite thing where it's like all the songs sound so distinct from each other, but they all like fit within this same like atmosphere and vibe. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna play a little bit of. Uh, this isn't one of the singles, but it is one of the more like accessible, like kind of club yeah. like dance songs that I think will get people hooked pretty easily. Uh, this song is called Heartbreaker with three R's. <laughs> Gotta love it. to that instead of melanie melanie martinez yeah for sure like it it fits kind of the brief for what i think melanie martinez yeah. fans are looking for but as far as we know uh she's not a horrible person yeah it's definitely still like like club music that you can wear your goth boots to yeah but, which, which, is, which is kind of the niche that mm-hmm. like like you know melanie martinez it, 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 like people like Melanie Martinez, Martinez because she does pop music, but it's not like the other. You know, mm-hmm. it has this like pastel goth aesthetic. That's what she fucking is. She is the walking embodiment of not like the other girls. Oh and yeah. she's right because she's a fucking predator. I've, I mean, I've always thought, I've always thought Melanie Martinez was like, like. She was manufactured in a lab. She's su- she has <laughs> such the stink of like industry plant mm-hmm. like on her, and I know I know that she like probably isn't uh, because she's been around too long at this point. But I don't know. Wasn't she on like The Voice? Got was like she? kicked off The Voice or some shit. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. Anyway, I, angry Melanie Martinez stands. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you think. Also, last oh, up please, in uh, the actually, my boyfriend's news corner. Really uh, my voice sounds like this because of the allergies. <laughs> yeah. I am not nearing the end of my life. Uh, this is just what we're working with right now. Yeah. So I hope it's not too grating. <laughs> <laughs> send, send thoughts and prayers. Um, uh-huh. Thoughts and praise yeah, for yeah. my raspy vocal cords. We're, we're going to start a, a GoFundMe and a Patreon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a Kickstarter. You know Why what? Not? Fuck it. Fuck you know? it. G- give us money. Make Amanda's larynx great again. <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> Oh, man. But getting back to the yes. album. Let's talk about Yeah. It. So tell me a little bit about Mastodon for people that don't know about Mastodon. So Mastodon is, uh, Mastodon's one one of, if not 
like my favorite band of all time. Mm-hmm. They are a uh, classic stoner metal, sludge metal band, um, progressive metal. They started out as like one of the heavier like sludge bands um, uh, out of Georgia. Uh, you know, they, they had these three classic sludge metal albums in Remission, Leviathan, and um, uh, Blood Mountain. Uh, uh, then Crack the Sky was when they turned more progressive. Brand Daler, their drummer, started singing more. Uh, and, they, you know, that basically brings us to this album, which is still in the, like, the new era progressive Mastodon. Right. Like, there are a lot of Mastodon fans that did not like this album in the same way that there's yeah. a lot of Coheed fans that have not liked the last several albums. It's just yeah. an evolving sound. They're growing as artists. They're putting out something a little bit different. I fucking love this album. No, it's great. And there, there definitely is like, like there's a, there's a very clear delineation in like Mastodon's discography mm-hmm. because the like change in sound was so stark and immediate Yeah, when Crack the Sky came out. I will say... People generally like Crack the Sky. People, uh, a lot of people dislike the album after it. They dislike The Hunter. And then this. I will say that is the one I play the least probably. This album, most people say, well, it's better than The Hunter. So. (laughs) It's your consolation album. Yeah, basically, basically what happened was uh, Crack the Sky, you know, it's it's a concept album about Brandaler, his sister dying. And, um, uh, so it, it's, it's very melodic, it's very moody, mm-hmm. but it's also extremely progressive. You know, one of the song, one of the tracks is like 14 minutes long and it, you know, it has all these like, uh, uh, different passages and sweeping instrumentals and stuff like that. So on the Hunter, they got a little bit of backlash because they kept the like more melodic and like rock focused songwriting mm-hmm. but it wasn't nearly as progressive gotcha so it was just kind of it was just rock songs right and which like, is fine no, a lot but of it's them are not very good, but mastodon to me i don't particularly like the hunter that much mastodon is one of those bands that i listen to and i feel cooler because i listen to them yeah <laughs> and then once more around the sun it, it's it's much closer to like blood mountain mm-hmm. kind of like it it, it it brings back a lot of the heaviness and a lot of the progressive elements. Yeah, and some good sludge on this album. To me, this is the best of the like uh, uh, late era Mastodon albums. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, How long have they been putting out music? So this album that we have here, Once More Around the Sun, is the sixth studio album from uh, American heavy metal band Mastodon. It was released June 24th, 2014. Their first album, I believe, came out in 2001. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. So they just celebrated 20 years a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too bad if there was a pandemic on. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a hell of a show. I only caught the tail end of their set when they were here with Coheed a couple years right. ago. And I will never not be upset about that because they were fucking incredible. Yeah. They're, they're, they're so good live. They are very good live. I've seen them three times mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. uh i saw them once in 2011 or 2012 opening uh well they did a co-headlining tour with opeth um and uh the opening band for that was a little a little band called ghost wow 
That's right. That's one of your kind of like yeah. cool guy street cred yeah, things. I, is you I went to a ghost show before it was cool. Yeah, I, I, I saw I saw a ghost back when everyone called them boring. Uh, <laughs> oh my god i just it's that's so funny to me that people yeah. called them boring Dude, back people, then <laughs> i cannot express to you how much people hated ghost when they first like came out it's funny because like so like i kind of just have like two types of cis het dude cisgender heterosexual dude in my chair yeah it's metalheads and my queer kids dads right most of the time they're the same person yeah it is so funny to me how mad some of these old heads are. The ghost has caught on so much with the kids, especially yeah. like teenage girls. I'm like, I'm just living my best life every time they complain about it. I'm like, yes, your hatred fuels me. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, and then I saw them at that uh, co-headlining show with Coe and Cambria that they did. That show, they were doing the uh, Crack the Sky 10th anniversary. Yeah. And... um. So that was cool. They played Crack the Sky all the way through. And they and then they played some more songs after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I saw them at the Exit 111 Festival, which was actually the same tour. <laughs> as it was, you know, it was, it was a, a leg of that same tour. Was the set list very different? Or? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they didn't play Crack the Sky. No, the yeah, yeah. They, they did like a regular. So that was actually perfect. Yeah. For me because I got to see Mastodon twice in one year. I got to see them do the Crack the Sky set and like a, just a regular Mastodon yeah. set. Yeah. Uh, and they always bring out all the hits when they play festivals, which is nice. Definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, in uh, we're all over the place. We are here. Uh, so uh, uh, once more around the sun. Yes, uh, six studio album. Already said all of that. In Mastodon, we have. I expected it to be listed. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have. Troy Sanders on bass and vocals, Brent Hins on lead guitar and vocals, uh, Bill Kelleher on rhythm guitar and backing vocals, and Brand Daler on drums and vocals. vocals. Wow. So there are three-ish yes. lead singers in this? Yes, there are three lead singers in here, and then Bill occasionally does like the gang vocals and... You know when they do like the chanty stuff gotcha, like that. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, it's it, it's Brent, Brent, uh, Bran, and uh, and Troy. Now there's like a bit you do a lot where you say something about, oh, he's not even my favorite vocalist in Mastodon. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I personally think Troy is the best vocalist in Mastodon. I know that Bran is technically the best vocalist but he has mm-hmm. the least interesting voice in my opinion yeah and then uh they should stop letting brent do vocals entirely he it makes me sad Aww. i don't know what happened to brent i've like tried to look it up before but like if you compare like old live recordings and mm-hmm. like new live recordings it like almost looks like something happened where he had to get his wife his like jaw wired shut or something like that because like he doesn't open his mouth anymore when he sings and so you like whenever you uh see them live like you can't hear him at all and he always sounds like shit and like that's such a bummer because it probably is like some kind of injury that he hasn't been very forthcoming yeah. about to the public. Not that he needs to, right? But it is kind of sad because we have watched some old Mastodon shows and he definitely is yeah. like singing, singing on those. And uh, what a bummer. Mm-hmm. Now, what label are they on? Oh, uh, Reprise Records. Okay, cool. Yes. Cool. Uh, Any other famous bands on that label off the top of your head? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Re- no, Reprise has been around forever. 
I mean, it's yeah, it's the, it's the label that the Rat Pack was on. Oh wow! Yeah, that's kind of epic. That's like <laughs> some street cred. I would never shut up about that. I'd be like, yeah, I'm on the same label as the Rat Pack. Yeah, I don't care that I'm a wildly different genre. <laughs> no, Reprise. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head. I just know that Reprise had a ton of big like metal core and gotcha. scene core bands back in the day gotcha so like reprise makes sense for mastodon um they're also a uh, a subsidiary of warner brothers records gotcha so. you know everything's a subsidiary of like three corporations yeah so. i mean especially in the recording industry yeah like if you, if you want if you want your shit distributed yeah like, at all like you have to get bought up by one of the like four major record labels yeah now what is your personal history with this album uh not much with this album in particular like i was i've been a huge huge fan of mastodon ever since uh i was like 13 like staying up late to watch headbangers ball like what i would literally do is i would stay up on saturday nights and watch headbangers ball with like a notepad and like any song that I liked, I would write it down so that I could remember the next morning to like log onto the computer and download the songs from LimeWire. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw the video for Blood and Thunder. Right. On, on yeah. Headbangers Ball. Yep. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And <laughs> that's, a, that's a hell of a great intro song that, to Mastodon I mean, for I mean, sure. That riff is life changing. It really but, is. Um, yeah. So I mean that I mean that's basically I've been a lifelong Mastodon fan ever since. Like, uh, uh, I didn't buy an album of theirs until Crack the Sky, but I loved that when it came out. You know, um, uh, yeah, I, and you know this album is uh, one that I was I was very excited for, mostly because I didn't particularly like the Hunter, but I really liked uh the Motherload, which was one of the singles. Yeah, like this, this must have kind of been a breath of fresh air for a lot of folks yeah. after the Hunter. Not that like we're trying to shit on the Hunter; it's a fine album. I find myself going back to mm. it the least out of all of Mastodon's yeah. work. Um, yeah, no, Mastodon's like Mastodon's like my favorite band. I have a giant mm-hmm. Mastodon tattoo. There's a giant mass signed Mastodon poster, like framed, hanging in our living room. It's really cool. It's um yeah. like a biomechanical piece that incorporates like a features of a beautiful woman with like a butterfly yeah. kind of coming out of her like it's very much our aesthetic yeah. and uh yeah it, it looks sick um just, visually just 10 out yeah. of 10 always mastodon always has some of the best visuals in their genre which is impressive given how um metal art is one of my favorite things like metal album art mm-hmm. like they always impress yeah. for me yeah uh so yeah, I'm just I'm just a huge Mastodon. Yeah, like, they they hit all the corners because I love sludge metal, and I love like progressive stuff. So and they they are really like the exact sweet spot, the exact middle point uh, between those two things, especially on this album and on my other favorite Mastodon album, which is Blood Mountain. Yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, let's let's uh, dive in. Yeah, let's just dive in to the first track uh tread lightly
I'm gonna skip ahead to the chorus because we have like a whole other verse here. amazing like standing in the pit and hearing everybody like just like yell the chorus all around oh, yeah. you like I, that's one of my favorite things about coheed shows and i imagine mastodon's mm-hmm. not that far off of an experience yeah that is legitimate like tread lightly is legitimately like uh one of my favorite opening tracks on any yeah album. like the intro the like <coughs> setup I, even like like the like kind of skewed like verse verse chorus yeah. structure like love it yeah letting letting troy do most of the vocals Mm-hmm. Uh, you always love to see that. Also, um, like a little bit bluegrassy mm-hmm. on oh, that yeah. um, intro, which one of the things I love about them is they're not afraid to let their southern side show just a little bit. Well, one thing, uh, you know, I'll talk about a little bit more later on is um, so Brent Hins has this really, really interesting uh, way of playing guitar where he basically plays it like a banjo. You told me this before. So yes, that is so cool. He he picks he picks the strings and he also finger picks on the higher strings like yeah. while he's while he's picking. And I think that's why nobody sounds like Yeah, him. that's a that's a big part of the reason like no one does Mastodon riffs other than Mastodon is because Brent Tins is basically a country guitar player right? in like a stoner metal band. Um I love that for him. Yeah. Yeah. This, like this, like, honestly, I, I like to use tread lightly as, as like the example of like what a really, really good modern Mastodon song is because you have Troy uh, doing the verse and he sounds incredible. You have a great guitar solo. The, the riff is super strong and uh, Braun does, he does the chorus on this, which I think is the right move. I think that's the right place to put him and just put him on this like big sweeping chorus as opposed to uh, having him do basically the entire song, um, which is what we'll see on the next song, even though I love this song. This is like a really bad example uh, <laughs> to, to say, like, I don't like it when Brown does all the vocals because this is one of my favorite Mastodon songs. Sometimes Brown does really good on the vocals. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, unless you had more to say about Tread Lightly. No, just solid yeah. opener. I think one of the best openers on any heavy metal album. I'll be controversial yeah. and brave and say that. It's a it's a great, like, the, uh, it's such a good sampler for the rest of the album. Yeah. You know, like, it really draws you in and it gives you this promise of we've got more waiting for yeah. you. We got some twangy shit, y'all. All right. So getting into The Motherload, which is one of my yeah. favorite music videos, but we'll and, talk about that in a minute. And it's also uh, by a fairly wide margin. <laughs> like the, It's definitely the most popular song on this album. I think it might even be their most popular song, wow. like period, 33.7 million yeah. streams. Yeah, let's get it.
Oh yeah. God, that riff just fucking rips. This is this is this is your big, this is your big Mastodon like pop song right here. Uh, it's got a ripping guitar solo. I think, I think it's right here. Yeah, let's get a little bit of this guitar solo going before we get into it. It takes a few bars to get into the solo. Yeah, Brent, uh, uh, Brent, Brent Hens is legitimately one of the greatest guitarists uh, in metal, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, huge, huge single for Mastodon. Uh, it, I, I love this song. I, th- I love the like the drum intro uh, to it. You know, I think Braun, as much as I uh, typically, and it's not that I don't like him as a vocalist. I just don't think he's that interesting. But I think he's good on a song like this. Definitely, definitely. I love this song. And uh, we've watched the videos several times together. And I have never looked at the comments because I know uh, (laughs) what the comment section would look like. So for context, the video starts out... Um, like they're doing like one of those live painting things, right? Like it's like a Renaissance painting. Yeah, those characters. Yeah, yeah. And then in come the strippers. Yeah. And Mastodon really went out and found like the casting call must have been insanely fun because they found some of the best twerkers in right. the Atlanta metro area, which finest twerkers in the world, if I do say so myself. Um, but I know what a lot of uh, cisgender heterosexual white mm-hmm. uh, metal fans were probably saying about that in the comments. But we don't need to give them any like, time. I just think it's nice to finally see uh, uh, an Atlanta metal band just really embrace their Atlanta her- right? heritage. Right, me there. too. You know, and that's that's Atlanta culture right there. Every dancer in that video, absolutely slaughtered, yeah. slayed, yeah, melted a- my fucking face off. Incredible. Yeah, during during that uh, during that guitar solo is when you get the big twerk off. Like, yes. Dance competition. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> oh my god, and like genuinely, especially the um, <laughs> the two primary people that are in the twerk off, insane musculature. Yeah. Oh my god. I also love. <laughs> I, I loved that. Um, 
and you know, I'm I'm sure I'm sure that this is that this is just a coincidence uh-huh. that uh, this is the only music video from the album that the band happens to be in. I love it. I know. <laughs> You're like, fuck no. We're, like, no, we're showing up. Then. We're showing up for the filming on this. Are one. you kidding? We're, <laughs> we're giving this much money to people that professionally twerk. Right. Like, of course we're gonna be there. Yeah. But like, you could just feel kind of the energy through it that it was just yeah. a really fun shoot day. Right. Like everybody seems like they're having a great oh, time. Yeah. Uh, and I think so. I don't. I'm not sure how well this will come through, like on on the recording after it gets like compressed and uploaded to Spotify and shit. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I always loved about this album is uh, the mixing and um, like the production, which is done by a guy a named guy? Nick Raskulinich. Raskalinich. Raskalinich. Well, Raskalinich, you did a great job yeah. on this because it's Who, so clean without yeah. feeling sterile. Well, ba- uh, like I wanted to shout him out because um, uh, uh, the bait you can actually hear the bass. Troy Sanders' yeah. bass—it's really loud in the mix, which usually isn't. Like Troy Sanders, uh, notoriously even his bass playing isn't very like intricate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He like admittedly like he says this in in like interviews and making of albums and shit like that like when he he writes bass parts to just whatever the riff that right. that bill and or brent come up with like he doesn't write bass parts he just plays a simplified version of the riff right so which is he, what a lot of bass players do yeah but because of that he tends to get drowned out a lot. Yeah, he does. But you can really, you can really yeah. hear everybody so right. well on this album. Yeah, it's very, very, very clean mix on this. This might be one of the best mixing on um, yeah. any uh, Mastodon album, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. like everybody kind of gets their little moments to shine. Right. It's very good. And I love, uh, I love, you know, before the solo. Even though like I forgot. Not that I forgot it was there. I I wasn't considering how long it was, but like the little the like psychedelic yeah. passage on it, like really earning that um stoner metal genre tag. Yep. because yep. uh, that that's one thing that uh you'll see especially deeper in this album once we get to songs like uh, uh, you know Asleep in the Deep and Halloween and Diamond in the Witch House is like mm-hmm. this is a much more um like stonery album than the hunter was it's also they're very clearly drawing a lot more references from like 70s metal yeah oh yeah for sure this you is know, a- i mean they always have been but particularly on this album with the psychedelic stuff mm-hmm. like you know they're having their little like 70s moments this is very much a classic like D D ass album yes to me like this is like when i picture like kids uh you know sitting around and like playing D D in like their basement like this is the type of music i imagine them listening to yeah um is this type of like <coughs> vaguely progressive heavy like stoner rock stoner metal you know yeah and, uh, like imagine like fighting or, a dragon and rolling yeah. for like initiative or making a saving throw to that fucking solo or at least that's what all the cool D kids are listening that's to. that's what like yeah you a know. lot of them are probably listening to like dragon force or whatever and you know those, lot, those aren't the D&D kids I'm talking about. No, um, the D&D kids you're talking about are uh, like the D&D kids I have in my chair. And they're definitely listening to Dragon Force. And they're also very into dwarf metal. Yeah. Three separate children have informed me that I need to get into dwarf metal. Like the band or the genre? Yes. 
Like, because like, <laughs> like, there's a both. band called it's Dwarves. Both. Yeah. No, um, because there's another one that's a little bit more like Tolkien based. Oh, oh I see. What yeah, you're Le- like so for like so additional. Just Le- so just Led Zeppelin. Kind of, <laughs> kind of. Um, but just they're listen. like a little bit newer. It's yeah. a bunch of young guys. Like <laughs> they've come up on my TikTok twice now, so you know the algorithm's definitely listening right. in on my salon conversations. <laughs> like, oh man, I'm about to fucking blow your mind. It's <laughs> some Led Zeppelin. Oh my god. It's <laughs> a. Uh, the Led Zeppelin has a lot of songs about Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and stuff. How did I not know this? Yeah, no, that's like what? a that's like a big part of like. Do we have any Led Zeppelin vinyl? I don't, but uh, I should. If you want to send us Led Zeppelin vinyl to review yeah, on the uh, show, get us uh, Led Zeppelin four. Uh, get us American Graffiti. Get us <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. In through the outdoor. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about some high road tracks. Let's three. do it. Speaking of D and D, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> is this the one that has the LARP uh, music yeah, video? Yeah, oh, yeah. fun! I love this song. Let's do it. Definitely. And of all the songs that I'm constantly like, no, but really watch the video for this one. No, but really watch the video for this yeah, one. This it's one... very charming. It's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the music video is great. Um, it's It follows just a scrawny kid who lives with his grandparents. You know, uh, he, his grandparents are very supportive. He takes care of his grandma. And she plays D&D yeah, with they, him. They play D&D together and then you know he goes to he goes to his larping his larping meetups where there's some like there's some like bullies at the larping yep. meetup with a vape pen necklace that's yeah. how you know that's that's how you identify a high school bully bro, in 2014 bro you cannot be bullying people if you're wearing a fucking vape around your neck i'm sorry like <laughs> <laughs> the, you just can't be doing that but um yeah so you know the kid the kid gets beat up his his grandpa 
like teaches him how to fight and he like lifts weights and stuff. So there's a nice montage. And then he goes back to the LARPing session and beats, beats the kids and wins, wins LARPing and wins the hearts of all his fellow LARPers, (laughs) except those three assholes. But then he gets jumped and and his grandpa comes out of nowhere with a golf club and beats their ass. (laughs) We stand supportive grandparents on this channel. Interestingly, this track was also nominated for Best Metal Performance Mm -hmm. for the Grammys for 2015 and fucking lost. Who did it lose to? The last. Was it Megadeth? No, Megadeth was not even nominated. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Would you like to hear the nominees? Yeah, yeah. Give me okay. the nominees. And the I'll nominees tell you, I'll tell you for 2015 won. Grammy for Best Metal Performance was Neon Nights by Anthrax, High Road by Mastodon, Heartbreaker by Motorhead, The Negative One by Slipknot, and The Last in Line by Tenacious D. Oh, it was Tenacious D. It was fucking Tenacious yeah. D. And as much as I love Jack Black, what no. the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> very funny to give him Best Metal Grammy. Over Slipknot, Mastodon, and anthrax motorhead i didn't even know was still putting out music at this point in time but like i don't think they were that was probably like the the grammys are so fucking stupid (laughs) they in in like 2015 or 2013 one of those years they gave best metal performance to a live recording of um iron man by black sabbath a song that was written in 1971 boo grammy's bad boo yeah i mean i don't like like i don't even like i don't get mad about the grammys because it's like who gives a shit right it's meaningless like but it it is always like like people talk a lot about how the grammys are like so out of touch because you know you look at like best new artist and like the people who win like album of the year you know you have stuff like beck winning over beyonce and shit like that yeah but um like when you look in, when you start looking into like the more niche categories, like metal performance and stuff, like that's when you really see how like the voting body of the Grammys just like doesn't have any clue. No, they just like, go with the one on. that either has somebody that they recognize in it, mm-hmm. um, which I'm pretty sure like they gave it to Jack Black because they're yeah. like, oh, funny man. Oh yeah. What's funny is like Jack Black is a metal guy, and I feel like he probably disagreed with <laughs> with his win here. Well, I don't know. I mean, you have to like you have to submit your shit to get nominated. That's true. But I mean, then even then, like that could have been a record label thing or yeah, whatever. Like I don't I don't know what tenacious deeds like. I don't know what their situation looks like. Me what it looks like like are they on a record label? Is it like a production company that also owns like the movie studio that makes right. like Tenacious D movies? Like how does that work? But once again, if anyone wants to buy us some Tenacious D vinyl so we can find that shit out for you, please feel free. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my God. What was I saying? Okay. When this, uh, song first came out, I didn't hate it, but mm-hmm. I also didn't really like it. Um, I can see where it wouldn't have fully connected with yeah. you. This is the first single they released mm-hmm. for this album. Uh, so of course it like, like the, the riff is really meaty and I like the riff, but it immediately was like, oh, this is just kind of, this is just like the lead single on the Hunter. Yeah. Which is, um, uh, Curl of the Burl. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very similar structure, like even down to, even down to like the vocal melody on the verses, like. A little bit. And you know, what's really surprising to me about this song. Mm. This song has not been featured in a car commercial. Yeah. Because of all the Mastodon songs that sound like they could be in a car commercial. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not calling it butt rock. Yeah. But it is butt rock radio friendly. It does, It does, in a, in a way, feel like 
this was kind of their last real push to get like a huge radio hit right because i mean they have show yourself on the album after this one mm-hmm. um but even that's that's like a weird song um uh, but like the album after this one has like other than show yourself has like no right radio singles on it right and then uh hushed and grim you know it like the one radio single you can kind of pull from there at least in terms of length would be um uh uh, pushing the tides and that song is like heavier like, yeah that's one of their heavier songs in recent memory so like they like it feels like high road i mean the mother load got big after the fact mm-hmm. but it really feels like high road was like their mm-hmm. their big bid to like we're gonna get on rock radio right yeah we're gonna we're gonna be like the next big rock band and what it comes down to is honestly <coughs> i think mastodon is too weird i think so i think they're just they're never gonna be those guys no you know they're not gonna be an imagine dragons they're not gonna be a what's a big radio rock band well even then like (laughs) Like... you know i'm thinking i'm thinking of bands that would kind of be their contemporaries at least on Mm -hmm. like the radio would be bands like disturbed yeah you know what i mean yeah and it's like i think I think Macedon is a little too proggy to get the, like, kind of five-figure death punch, like, disturbed folks on board. But I think they're a little too heavy for, like, you know, Imagine Dragons, like, 21 Pilots plans, fans. Well, because, like, at the end of the day, the biggest fact about Macedon is this is a bunch of fucking nerds that just kept succeeding. You know, like, I mean, they're extremely talented musicians, but they are D&D guys. Yeah. At the heart of who they are. <laughs> and, they're, and they're really like, no matter how poppy they make their like song structures and stuff, they cannot stop being a stoner metal band. No. And I love that for them. Yeah. You know, they're always, you know, it's the same reason that like, like I very vehemently believe that Clutch should have been like a massive, massive, like Nickelback level. No. Yeah. I agree. Band. But I think it's the same thing. I think they're too mid-tempo. They're too stonery. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're a little too sludgy, you know? But uh, They might. The only way I could see them becoming like a radio-friendly band now is like the ghost effect. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like, um, oh, God, I lost where I was going with it. Yeah. <laughs> but like... um. With, like, His Infernal Majesty and stuff, getting more radio play, it was a lot easier for those, like, darker kind of romantic goth bands right. to get popular. And now that kind of ghost has kicked the goddamn door down and the 14-year-old girls are all about their singles, I think um, my plan is I'm just going to get all of my kids to start listening to Mastodon. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I'm trying to convince them all to be plumbers and electricians. I'm right. slowly changing the future. <laughs> I mean, I'd be curious to know, like, if that works because... Like Ghost has like the 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 pop factor going. For they them. do, but they're also seventies metal. Yeah, you know, it's. I mean, it's their early the stuff same, is very seventies. It's not the same neighborhood, but it is the same zip code. Right. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the, I mean, this is like a fine. A fine single. It's a good radio song. It's yep. a good karaoke. One of my favorite videos. It's a good karaoke song. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a it's a good it's just a good rock song. It's a good it rocker. is, and we get a little heavier starting with the next track. Once more around the sun. Once more around the sun we go again. <laughs> There's that there's an Mastodon song. I tell you what. Oh yeah, there's this one. You know this this one's just about fucking getting getting some beers with the boys after after work. You're just cracking open a yeah. a, a, a boy with the cold ones, yeah, crack, as it were. Cr- cracking open a cold boy with the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that sounds like um like you're like cannibals or something on a meet cute date. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> for sure <laughs> but yeah no uh this this song is a great that intro riff is a great example of what i was talking about with the way that brent plays the guitar yeah um, who's singing on this track brent you can really yeah. you can hear that he is from georgia oh yeah yeah <laughs> this, this is the one where he really really lets that twang i love it yeah it's it's funny because I'm not actually technically Southern. Like, I was born in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. I am, as it were, a damn Yankee. Yeah. But something about, like, a South Carolina and Georgia accent just makes me feel so much more at home. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, very, I've lived here too long. The Blue Ridge is in my comforting. veins. Yeah, it's very <laughs> comforting. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, a, uh, uh, this is a great song to come off of um, uh, High Road. It's, it, it's, like, a very fun song it has a little bit more of a like like the main riff is a little weirder so like i don't know if it, this necessarily would have worked as a radio song but i think it i think it could have honestly it, it could have if um djs could play stuff they actually like yeah bum, bum, bum. They yeah they no. don't have any choice in that i don't know if that's common knowledge or not i mean honestly i don't even know if radio stations have djs anymore that's, oh my god do you think they just put it in like chat gpt like chat gpt yeah. make me a playlist of the top 20 that's probably exactly well, it's I mean, all algorithms well i mean all point. all of the radio stations are owned by uh iHeartMedia. so like oh yeah yeah so like iheart makes the playlist and just sends them to the radio stations it's so weird because like I did have a new client this week that was um, bragging about how they only listen to the radio That's and weird. like because they don't like curated playlists and they don't like being told what to listen to. And uh, that can't be rainy. Right. I got some bad news for you, babe. That, <laughs> like, if someone said that to me, I would just like assume they were kidding. 
Right. Because it doesn't make any sense. Right? <laughs> I'm just like, okay. It's like saying, that's like saying, I like to decide what I'm watching. That's why I have cable. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's... Oh, no, the glitter is coming off my cup. Jeez. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, it's everywhere. Oh, oh God. God. Anyway, we might as well get into chimes at midnight while chimes. I have an existential crisis about the fact that this glitter is never getting out of the house. At midnight. No, it, it just has this like really heavy part. Yeah. Yeah, this is the perfect song for a DVD. Like, oh, yeah. There's like the Dungeon Master's got all the pieces in play and you're about to go into the final confrontation. Yeah. This is so good. Th- yeah, this is a great song. This is this was one of the singles. Um, but it, it did not get a music video. That's such a bummer. I, I want to know what this music video would have looked like. Know, Mastodon. Right? Make I do, it now. I do love that they made the two like big stoner songs on this album. Chimes at Midnight and Asleep in the Deep. Both of those are singles. Yes. <laughs> that was definitely the right move. move. Yeah. After um, the Hunter and like people were like, okay, but are we still doing like yeah. stoner metal or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely a good way to assure yeah. your fans. No, no, we're still that band. Yeah, I love I love Chimes at Midnight. Um, it's like a, just a classic like Blood Mountain era Mastodon yeah. song. You know, Troy sounds great on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just heavy and chaotic, and like you know, the structure is kind of loose. Yeah, uh, uh, just a great great Mastodon song to me. Definitely, definitely. This is on. Um, I need to actually start painting to go with my painting playlist but this is one of those songs that just kind of captures my imagination in a really fun right. way and uh, so i have it on a playlist for whenever i start uh traditional painting again i also i love uh i love this i love this part 
Hold on, let me let me turn it back up a little bit. That's it. <laughs> I, like, I just like the way he says that. Like, all my heroes, they're all dead. <laughs> it's like it's like one of the only lines you can hear like crystal clear. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this. Um, oh my god. I, don't, I mean, I don't even know where to start with like lyrics or whatever. Like, this is definitely. Uh, they 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 have said that this is like an album about a lot of things but it's like you know it can be interpreted as an album about death um yeah uh, Kelleher stated the following it always makes really good story it always makes for really good storytelling it's kind of the theme we have in a lot of our music we've had a lot of friends passed away since the last record and I'm not really sure yet I think we're kind of focusing more about living on this earth and what would happen if this was your last year to live, I think that's sort of maybe a little bit what we might be kind of touching on. <laughs> I mean, real committal statements from Bill Kelleher here. <laughs> I feel like Bill and I are kind of on the same conversational vibe. Sometimes we just be saying stuff. I do love that's like the best. That's like the best um, response to like what? What's this album about? He's like, you know, it's about it's about some stuff and. Some things too, kind of, yeah, maybe. You know. you know, what if you died tomorrow? You know, yeah. what if? You know, some people take that phrase and they make this song of "Today was your last day." Yeah, and then Mastodon turned it into an actually good album. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's like this is like if you're gonna say any of these songs are like about death, like this is definitely yeah. You know, the one like I can pick any random line from here, but like. You know, as I remain here inside, we have heard the chimes at midnight. Into the void I go. Will I ever see your face again? Or will black be all I know? Like, that, that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's very well written, but it's also, like, very clear. That, yes. there, there's there's not a lot of interpret, interpreting to be done there. It's funny because, like, I love Opeth, but I do find lyrically Mastodon sometimes can get the same point across and it's just as dark and it's just as, but it's not as convoluted necessarily, Mm -hmm. which I think it needs to be because a lot of their vocals, like you said, you can't always fully understand. I mean, I think, I think a lot of that comes down to like Mastodon being from Georgia and Opeth being from Sweden. Yeah. You know, that probably has a lot to do with it. You know what I mean? (laughs) There's some good old boys down in Georgia. Yep. All right, let's get into uh, Asleep in the Deep, track six. I love this song. Yeah, this one's great. Featuring Isaiah Ike Owens and Valiant Thor. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Oh, and this is the cat music video. Yes, it is. Oh. Do you like puppets? Do you like cats? I'm just saying it's a good time. Yeah. 
so funny because this is one of the like lyrically bleakest songs on the album and has the most magical whimsical <laughs> yeah. uh, music video. Yeah, it's a very psychedelic music video for this very psychedelic stonery ass song. Yep. But I, I I have I've always loved um I like I love that hook. Yes. Because I love the fact that like it's like all three of them are kind of singing different things at the same time. Yeah, I love then, the harmonies on this. But then the only thing you can really make out at the end is him saying, and I can't get you out of my mind. Yep. Like, I think, I don't know if this was like intentional for them, but I think that like that really, um, it's a great way to like portray like, like frantic thoughts right but yes. like you know there's only like one clear thought going on um yeah I, don't know. I i love this song it's one of it's like the second longest track on the album it's it doesn't feel like it though like it's six minutes long but it goes by so fast right yeah no this is this is definitely uh one of my favorites on this album mm -hmm. Definitely, it's also definitely like a sleeper hit for me too because like I don't think I liked this song very much uh, when it first came out, but it like really really grew on me. Yeah, it's the Plastic Beach yeah. song of this album. Yeah, I think because it's not like fast or heavy, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, it it took it took a few listens for me to kind of like get on its wavelength. See, I had the advantage of having you yeah. um, as the person that introduced me for to it. Mm -hmm. So of course, you showed me the fucking musical video with the cats and the puppets oh, yeah. and the psychedelics and the yeah. And I actually think I've I was trying to look it up to see if I could confirm, um, but I can't find anything <laughs> about the puppets used in the video. But I'm right. pretty sure. When I was at um, Dragon Con 2016, we did uh, we went through a display from the Center for Puppetry Arts, and like the big bad demon with the three faces. I know I've seen that puppet in person. Yeah, but uh, Dragon Con 2016, uh, it's a little blurry in my memories. It's it's the time that we made uh, vodka soaked gummy eyeballs, <laughs> like two gallons of them, and oh, uh, so yeah. I don't remember a lot from oh, that yeah. weekend. <laughs> Oh man, that reminds me of when uh, I I went down to Charleston for a friend's birthday, and because uh, he was in college at the time, and one of his like classmates made him a um a a, a, a like a Jello shot cake. Right. So it was it was it was like a Jello mold. Oh my god! But it was like all full of vodka and stuff, and it was really funny because it was it was almost like eating edibles, mm -hmm. where like. We all had like you know fairly big pieces of this cake, of this like Jello mold, and like weren't really drunk until like two hours later when oh, everyone no. was just obliterated. Oh no! <laughs> when like it finally hit. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. 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 We're <laughs> yeah. halfway through the tracks. So yes, it's time to talk right. about the vinyl itself. That's what. That's what I meant to do. Now, who does this cover art? This is, this cover art is uh, by an Orlando-based artist known only as Skinner. That's right. He, I, I love me some Skinner. He is he is known for his work that he describes as psychedelic nightmare paintings. Yes. And um, 
Uh, let's see. Prior to its release, bassist and vocalist Troy Sanders stated, it's going to be a work of art for sure. It's going to be very eye-opening, very striking. It's from another dimension, and a lot of our music is geared towards that idea, taking you to another planet on songs. It's out there, and I think it's incredible. Uh, we watched... It was, it was only like three and a half minutes long, but it was like a very short interview where like Braun was talking to Skinner about it. And like, apparently he just gave Skinner like a very broad idea mm-hmm. of, of like, it has to be kind of like about the cycle of like life and death and the sun and like day and night yep. and stuff like that. So he kind of gave him this like very, very broad idea and was like, all right, go do it. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that's the best thing you mm-hmm. can do working with an artist like Skinner or another yeah. artist like Alex Party. And both of them, it's funny because visually, um, they are the meme of like if the guy in the hardcore band looks just like a regular guy, right? Like you know that pit's about to be fucked up because yeah. Alex Party and Skinner are just just dudes. Yeah, they look very similar with buzz cuts and like yeah. one shoulder tattoo. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and uh, short short beards short kings yeah mm-hmm. yeah because um, neither of them are particularly tall either what if they're the same uh, person <laughs> yeah what if <laughs> um but yeah so the album i have here uh is the like standard issue question mark so the story of how i got this album is kind of funny back when i was like first starting to collect records um Mastodon records are always kind of on the more expensive side. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for instance, the when the pre-order for this album went live, they had, like, a sick-looking, like, deluxe edition uh, for it, and that was, like, $80. Right. So this came in... Uh, there was a website where it was, like, they would have, like, these daily deals where it would, like, bundle different albums together. And uh, they had one that was three Mastodon albums. It was Crack the Sky, Once More Around the Sun, and uh, Blood Mountain mm-hmm. for 50 bucks for all three of them. So I, wow. bought, so I bought that. That's so a hell of a deal. It is a hell of a deal, which is why I'm not entirely convinced these are all like official pressings. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Because it is, it is kind of cheap. Like, I mean, I know that the standard version of the vinyl is, like, is this, but... um. I don't know. It, it does. It, it's a little cheap. The the vinyl themselves are like definitely like standard ninety gram. They're kind of thin. And we were know. having a little bit of issue with these the other day, but I think that was also because we were the static from the dust cover was kind of right. messing up. Yeah. So it's hard to know whether it's like the vinyl itself or you know just yeah. atmospheric conditions. I, I do. I can say for sure that the. Um, the version of uh, Crack the Sky that I have is, like, violently off-center. Yeah. <laughs> that that needle be swaying back and forth. <laughs> but it is cool because when you have the standard version of the album, you get, like, the alternate cover. So the one on uh, streaming is the, like, sun version, and this is the moon or, or the death version where it's a little bit more gotcha. like, fucked up looking and so, the um cover art for this playlist is this the streaming version yeah for yeah. context the one that you're seeing with like cute little cartoon icky holding it in his paws yeah it's not the one we actually have i goofed well the uh the inside the inside has the uh main cover art the uh, inside the gatefold here mm-hmm. um and it is beautiful yeah, i be- do wish i had that as like a full-size painting yeah. Yeah, because because like 
in the deluxe version, it opens. It's a four-way gatefold, so you right. can see the full artwork because uh, the two the two covers kind of like converge mm-hmm. in the center there. Um, and from an artistic standpoint, it looks like he's doing like a mix of acrylic and like airbrush, yeah. and there's like some watercolor notes. I don't know how the fuck he did this, but it's incredible. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I aspire I, to make art like Skinner. It's going to take me a lifetime, but I'll get there eventually. I think it's mostly acrylic. Uh, they showed, when I when we watched that like little interview thing, they showed a little bit a little bit of clips of him mm-hmm. like working and he was working on like a giant yeah like like, like a like a giant uh a canvas mm-hmm. with acrylic and he was like working outside so i i think he mostly uses acrylic mm-hmm. for this um and i think using those massive canvases is why he's able to get it so like detailed and yeah and yeah because when you're working looking. on a 12 by 12 foot right piece, <laughs> you have space yeah um so yeah let's move on that's all i have to say about the vinyl i don't, I don't have a lot to say about this because mm-hmm. you know, thank it's, god it's centered that's what we have to yeah. say about this one i mean it sounds fine yeah and i got it for cheap yeah. what, are you, what are you gonna what are you gonna do yeah not 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 all of my uh not all of my records are some like crazy limited edition you know uh super cool reissue or oh no because like if that. they were like our insurance rider would uh, right. have to cover significantly yeah. more. <laughs> so let's move right along to uh, Feast Your Eyes. I mean, this is another like shorter track. It's very classic, very classic Mastodon. You know, you got Troy handling the main vocals. You got a nice heavy Brent riff up top. Yep, fucking rips. It's a real, real pit opener to this mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have much to say, but this is very, this is a very like it's very it's, straightforward. It's a very Blood Mountain track. It's, I mean, it's a little less heavy than something you might find mm-hmm. on Blood Mountain. But not by a, not by a lot. It has a lot of the same DNA as the songs on Blood Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't have a ton to say about this one. No, it's it's a fun song. Yeah, it's a good you one. Know? Uh, you know, it's it's a great like what it is. It's a it's really great to have it right after the two longer like. Yeah, songs. I was just about to say it's. I think is that the shortest song on the album? Feast your eyes. I think it is. No, once more around the sun's the shortest oh. one. That one doesn't even crack three minutes. Wow. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a good. You know, it it, it gets it gets you back up after 
the like psychedelia of the last two tracks. Yeah. And the next one is um one of yeah. my name not actually named after like, you know, one of your mom's sisters, but one of my personal favorites of your aunts, which if any of the aunties, yeah. any of uh, the Lees are listening, you are all my favorite. I love you all <laughs> so so much, but I'm so excited that this one's called Aunt Lisa. Man, this joke has a lot of qualifiers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're the one with a mom that's got like eight sisters, right? <laughs> It's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The night, the next track is Aunt Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, featuring the coat hangers and Gary Lindsay. Cool. So th- th- this part's cool and all, but uh, I- I'm going to go ahead and skip ahead to what we're all really here for. The absolute whiplash listening to this album for the first time when it came out. And suddenly there's cheerleaders. Yeah, and and hearing this like goofy ass like Rolling Stones as like, hey, ho, let's fucking go. (laughs) It's so funny. It's so goofy. I love it. This is one of the, this is like the one that they probably get the most shit for on this album but, but you uh, know what i mean i think that's a smart place to put it if you're gonna have something yeah. like, that. like what are you gonna fight? it's about my fucking aunt lisa you yeah. want to fight about it i think it's a fun song though it's very fun um i especially like i think everybody does have that one kind of aunt that mm. uh has dealt with a little bit more but i like you know we just want to see you alive taught me how to speak my mind release you into the atmosphere it was just too small in here yeah you know like that's a very sweet send-off oh, i'm yeah. guessing bronze aunt lisa is no longer with us Judging Probably. from the lyrics, <laughs> um, apparently she did coke too. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, you know, <laughs> go Lisa. I hope you're still partying in the afterlife. Right, right. You know, cool um, song. But yeah, I like it. I like it's like 
it's funny because like the the chorus section of it you can't really call it a chorus where he's doing the weird like vocal modulator yeah that's like one of the heavier parts of the album it is it's like it's like just super super crushing and then and then you get that outro which is very goofy and silly and funny right i love Um, i love the juxtaposition yeah i love one of my favorite things about mastodon is if they don't take themselves so seriously Mm -hmm. that they're not afraid to have fun yeah like they're very fun band right like this album is a fun start to finish for me. Yeah, it, it is. It, it it's definitely like one of the. It, it's probably the most accessible mm-hmm, Mastodon mm-hmm. album. Start. Yeah, to I'm finish, glad it was our first Mastodon poll. Yeah, this is yeah, a great I entry think, point. I think it's a good one to start with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have preferred Blood Mountain, but you know, whatever. Um, but see, now we get to build to Blood. That's Mountain. true. That's true. We get we get to build anticipation for the classic Mastodon albums. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go ahead and move on to uh, Ember City. so sick another one that like i know i keep going back to this but like the point stands excellent tabletop gaming music yeah especially for when you're at like a really like intense fight Mm -hmm. so fucking good and this is also like this is like i said this uh on now i can't remember which one it was i think it was high road whereas like this is like the ideal structure for like this era of Mastodon, yeah. if they're gonna if they're gonna try and do like radio rock songs, having Troy do the verse mm-hmm. and then Braun just does the chorus, yeah, I think is I think is it's the smartest way to do it. I think like I think this song works so well because Braun's chorus on this track is so good. Yeah, and it's also like Mastodon isn't a band that I would say is like known for. Um, particularly like emotionally charged songs yeah no you know what i mean like you're, you're not gonna like listen to a mastodon album to like get in your feels but like when he when he uh when he hits that chorus they like and what do i say to yes. you like like 
that that kind of hits you know what i mean also like i think it's just a really great strategy to um because braun is not able to perform the same way he used to is give him the parts that the audience is gonna like yell along right. to do you know well, what i mean so that way well, live it kind of fills in that gap yeah well to be fair brent is the one that isn't able oh. to perform as well i uh i know i know those names are different i definitely <laughs> didn't think that was one singular person <laughs> in my head braun and brent <laughs> Two different guys. Bronze the drummer and Brent is the guitarist. Are you gaslighting me right no, now? <laughs> no. No. No, I know. I, well, it, it also works out because one of the biggest like criticisms of newer Mastodon since mm-hmm. Bronze started doing a lot of vocals is that his drumming gets less complicated. Not on that track. Well, that, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, because if he's handling vocals, he can't also be doing like crazy complicated yeah. drum patterns. Definitely. I also, I do like hearing from Braun mm-hmm. just like as kind of an interlude just because his voice is so right. different than Troy's. But like, that's why it makes more sense to throw him on the chorus. Cause yeah. like, cause when you, when you have a big sweeping chorus like that, it makes sense for the drums to get a little bit more simple. Yeah. And you know, like you said, they're not like the kind of band you get in your feels with, but Braun mm-hmm. does have the voice that gets you a little bit more right do you know what i mean yeah and and i and i say is not a band you get in your feels with unless you listen to certain parts of crack the sky yeah. and um a hushed and grim yeah is, both of is those. a very like that 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 album you can really feel it i did because, cry uh, at the end of crack the sky the first time i listened yeah. to it and um there are moments of hushed and grim that mm-hmm. i'm like i get a little misty yeah it was hushed and grim like the entire album basically is about their um former manager right yeah who, who's been with them like since 2001 yeah. like who since is they basically started. like a member of the yeah. band and um, yeah. when did he pass away was that 2016 2017 2017 I think. yeah yeah, yeah, so cancer. R.I.P. Dude, fuck yeah. cancer. Anyway, uh, we're gonna move along to every like this. This almost feels like they named it this just for like optimization, so it gets thrown on all the Halloween playlists. Right? No, these last tracks are specifically for me. Yes, and me alone. Yeah, we're doing. Let, let's. It's it's Halloween Town, guys. Let's go Halloween.
This song, okay, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead one more time because I think this is the song with that like just absolutely insane sick ass outro. I think you're right because like I always thought that that was the intro to um, Witch House, but yeah. it's not. It's let me let me let me do this. It definitely is because I just I just skipped to the last lyric and there's still two minutes left in this song. Let's go, boys. Let's ride. Let's skip ahead a little bit more. Yeah, that. That is some speedy chase music. Somebody wants to describe that. It's a speedy chase music, and every time there's even a slightly speedy solo, I'm like, in and out of doors. Yeah. Oh, he just—he just keeps going, man. (laughs) I love—I love songs that do this, where like, like it—it feels like the song is supposed to end, but they just keep jamming. Yes, you know. Oh my god! I would they they need to play this song live more because that outro would just go like you could write a ten minute version of this song if you did it. Oh, live. you totally could. You You're know, totally good. Just just like this this would actually be a great um, closing track if they like like performing live. Yeah, like that would be a great way to close out a show and ju- just keep that like riff going and like have them like soloing over it oh, and that then, would be very fun yeah and then each like each time it like breaks you know you could like each person could do like a different you know solo yeah and, like that's how they kind of play themselves off stage like that would be sick oh, i want to see Mastodon live again because <laughs> I, I haven't gotten to see the holy trinity of opeth mastodon and gojira together i know I'm not a real metal fan. Yeah. They just keep touring together. It's they, really funny. They really do, and I keep missing it. <laughs> there, there's at, at any point in time, if you're a metal fan, like, you know what I'm talking about. At any point in time, uh, there is some combination of uh, Macedon, Gojira, uh, Opeth, and Devin Townsend, like, yeah. t- touring together. Yeah. Two or more of those bands are on tour right now. <laughs> I desperately want to want to see a Devin Townsend Mastodon set. Specifically, oh. right now, I believe Mastodon is on tour with Gojira. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like a Mastodon. I mean, I love Gojira. We did get to see Gojira yes. live last year. Although it was weird, it was a seated venue. We also saw Knocked Loose. Yeah, that was very fun. Um, but oh my god, like it would just be like the Good Boys of Metal tour. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know that much about Mastodon personally, but. It might be because they're Southern. My brain goes, oh, they're nice guys. I mean, they seem cool. They do. They seem very cool. You never hear anything negative about them. Right. Um, But I know Devin Townsend is very famously excellent to work with. Yeah. And he's just a really great dude. So, you know, please come back to the South, Mastodon and Devin, like, soon. Pretty please. Oh, yeah. Let's get into our closer. I was was going to say, one of the time, the first time I saw them live with Opeth, it was in Atlanta. Yeah. And um, they brought, uh, like, everyone brought their families out. Aww. (laughs) I love that. To, like, do the last song because it has a very, like, sing along. Yeah. 
I can't remember the name of the song. It's one of the songs off the Hunter. One of the good songs off the Hunter. Yeah. Uh, but it's a very that like, album does have along. good tracks. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, the we're finally at the closing track. This is Diamond in the Witch House, featuring Troy Sanders. Or wait, Scott Kelly. Yeah, Scott Kelly. Troy Sanders is featured on all of these tracks. Troy is uh, part of Mastodon. He is. He's like the main guy. Yeah, he's the guy. <laughs> anyway. This is your big prog uh, closing track here. This is the song where, like, (coughs) if you haven't already, like, Sparked up your joint, you know. Now the, is the, the time. Yeah, kids. this is the song. As you can imagine, this uh, nearly eight-minute track is very sweeping and winding, but it starts out with this very, yeah, you know, it, it, very heavy like Mastodon song. Yep. Uh, I love, I love that hook. The you know, with it within the one and only I, which I assume is a reference to the Greek fates mm-hmm. um, that like are sometimes depicted as sharing a singular, all-seeing eye. Yeah. Uh, so, this song uh, features Scott Kelly yep. of the band Neurosis, yep. who, as you uh, pointed out, has been featured on every Mastodon album uh, since Leviathan, with the exception of their most recent album, Hushed and Grim. Oh, no. I feel like you're about to tell me something's terrible about Scott Kelly. Did Scott Kelly do, d- did he do a, a capital treason? Oh no! Can uh, <laughs> I, I wish? Oh no! Um, <laughs> oh no! Shit! I just saw it too. That's bad. You know it's bad when you wish somebody showed up to the January sixth riot. Uh, Scott Kelly was fired from his band Neurosis in 2019 after the band learned that he had been abusing his wife and children. <laughs> oh my god! I do remember yeah. this. Oh my god! Because then he had a whole Twitter meltdown, and it well, literally was like the stages of narcissism. Like it didn't happen. Okay, well it did happen, but she deserved it, and like I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> well, this remained unpublicized until 2022 uh, for his family's protection, and then Kelly admitted to committing the abuse in August of 2022, uh, yes. while announcing his retirement from music and public life. Good. Yep. Good. So. Uh, yeah, Macedon knew about this 
like in 2019 right which is why he doesn't show up on hushed and grim which is exactly like what mm. the correct thing to do is yeah. like we talk a lot about like cancel culture and cutting people off and that's mm-hmm. bad no it's not bad if somebody you know is beating their wife and child yeah. stop fucking talking to them it's it's funny too because uh neurosis it's, i mean it's not funny but <laughs> neur- neurosis was like always one of those bands because like neurosis is a huge like experimental like very very well respected experimental sludge band right. you know metal band uh you know there's a reason that this dude's been on every mastodon album mm-hmm. you know like they're very well respected very good band and i like never really got into them and they're always one of those bands where i was like man i need to get into uh, neurosis yeah and then uh, and, and then last year 22, you're like well no i don't <laughs> yeah I guess, I guess it's one less band i need to like check off my list yep but um but uh yeah, there's no separating the art from the artist here uh, yeah. he's a bad man he's got a good voice well, I mean, it's also one of the, like it's also one of those things where it's like even if you wanted to do the separate the art from the artist thing, you can't you can't get into a band after he got outed for abusing his wife and no. children. Like like if no. if you were already a massive fan of Neurosis and yeah. you still want to listen to those old Neurosis albums, I think that's fine. It's kind of um, like. If you're getting into a neurosis now, it's very yeah, much it's like very weird. the wave of conservative Christian children getting into Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, it's it's just, I have questions, and I have follow-up questions right. to those questions. It's like, it's like imagine, uh, to, to use another, like, recent example, it's like, imagine being the person that's like, oh, man, now's a really good time to, like, get super into falling in reverse. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> it has been gonna... zero episodes since we talked shit about Ronnie Radke <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Fuck Ronnie Radke. Oh, man. <laughs> but not to make this about Scott Kelly, because yeah. we're talking about a very, very good Mastodon song. Yeah, it is an excellent song. Um, I appreciate his contribution. I appreciate the fact that Troy's on it more. <laughs> I'm going to be perfect. I don't know what part of Because, again, I don't listen to enough Neurosis to, like, pick out his voice. It's listed from a on lineup. the Genius Annotations. Th- they go back and forth the whole track. Okay, I was about to say, mm-hmm. yeah, because I, I can kind of, I can tell that the chorus, like, isn't one of the Mastodon guys. <laughs> it know? is not a Mastodon. Um because that's the other thing when mass when when a band has three vocalists right and then they have another vocalist guesting right on that it, it can be a little hard to be like all right is this the guest vocalist or is this one of their existing vocalists like do- right. doing a voice yeah <laughs> yeah that's true so we like this album yeah. obviously you bought it very let's, very good let's talk about some people that fucking hated this album <laughs> uh, uh there aren't a ton um so on album of the year.org uh, I have this sorted by worst ratings uh, for user reviews. The lowest rating is a 5 or a 50 out of 100, uh, which just says, God, what a disappointment. Or what an disappointment. I used to love this band, you know? What a shame they've become. This that's is, it? That's the whole review? That's the whole review, which is like, okay, it, it's like pretty funny to like say that, especially about this album in particular, which is like, closer to like closer to their older material right than the album before or either of the albums like after this 
And that's especially funny because this review was apparently left eight months ago. Oh, my God. Which is like, what do you like? If you're going to complain about new Mastodon, like, why are you going all the way back to once more around the sun to do like, that? It's almost been 10 years since this album came out. Yeah. What's his name? Divide Dividers Benders. Dividers Benders get bent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's another one. This one's kind of funny. It's a 59 and it just says reclaiming their balls a bit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, fine. I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like this guy did a best best tracks, which, you know, of course, are the mother load, high road, asleep in the deep, Ember City. Mm-hmm. Worst track is Tread Lightly, which I can't disagree with more. But he also did most overrated track and most underrated track. Yeah. Which is our uh, respectively uh, t- Chimes at Midnight and uh, Aunt Lisa. Which is like, I agree that Aunt Lisa's kind of uh, underrated but like who is going that hard for chimes at midnight like i right? guess he just doesn't maybe it's because it was a single and he just doesn't like that it was a yeah, single. it's not even one of the more popular singles though my dude like how yeah. is it overrated i personally i think chimes at midnight is an extremely underrated mastodon song i love that song yeah it's great um it, it, like it's kind of funny it's kind of funny to say uh 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 that it's an underrated song when it's like they like they don't even like perform this song live anymore man you know yeah it's been like it's been nine years yeah yeah to be fair this this uh uh review was left eight years ago okay so that was actually like when yeah it's probably around when it was like released as a single yeah but um those are like the only every other review is like a, a lot of people basically being like it's not great it's not really what I come to Mastodon for, but it's better than The Hunter. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I mean, honestly, That's like what same. most. So the the average the average user score is a seventy six, which I think is probably you know that's that's fine. That's fair. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like I understand that I'm kind of in the minority when it comes to like how much I love, uh, even like post prog Mastodon. Yeah. You know, um, because I'm definitely like. I'm a, I'm a ma- I'm a Masto stan over here, you know. What's your uh, top and bottom tracks of the album? Ooh boy, uh, my favorite track. <sighs> you know, it's a hard it's a hard choice yeah. of this one because like this is one of those ones that I like it the most as an album. Mm-hmm. It's like I want to say is Sleep in the Deep. Yeah. Uh, I like I love their more stonery songs. Like I love Asleep in the Deep. I love Diamond in the Witch House. Yeah. You know, Chimes at Midnight. Tread lightly. Uh, of course, um, my least favorite song is actually harder. Right, because like, I, I don't, don't particularly dislike any of these songs. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just say I'll say um, High Road. I guess yeah. I'll say Diamond in the Witch House because fuck Scott Kelly. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> God, so my favorite good mo- though. My favorite moment on the track though is the outro for Halloween. Yes, it is yes. so fucking good. That's probably the best moment of the album. Like, like if I were still, um, that's the best thirty seconds of music on the album. If um, I still had ringtones on my phone that like I assigned to specific contacts, like assuming I ever took my phone off. So silent Mm -hmm. i would clip that and make that your ringtone yeah yeah (laughs) but i'm not gonna do that but if i was still in that phase of my life you know i would right um yeah oh yeah what was closing thoughts did you you say your favorite song 
Yes, you did. Yeah, the um the outro for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I, yeah. I do love Aunt Lisa. Okay, yeah. That and not just song. because I love your Aunt Lisa, although I do I do love you, Aunt Lisa, if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what are your final thoughts? I mean, like, um, it's a good Mastodon album. It is. It's it's like I like I mean I've said it a million times now, but this is my favorite, uh, <laughs> ma- like recent Mastodon album. Like it's not gonna it's never gonna beat. Like, nothing they can ever do is going to beat Leviathan no. or Blood Mountain. No. But I think this is the closest they ever came, like, <coughs> you know, post those albums. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, I think they were smart to keep it to a tight 11 tracks. I was going to say, for a prog album, this is so respectful of our yes. time. This is 55 minutes? Yeah. Wow. And, yeah, it's because they kept, like, the longest track is, like, less than eight minutes long. Yeah. And it's the closing track. Yeah. So, um... It's the perfect length for an album of this. Yeah, I think me. so. Like it's tight. The production is mm-hmm. very clean, but at the same time, it's not sterile. Right. I love this album. It has, you know, it's got everything you're looking for. You know, it's got your big, catchy, like rock bangers. You know, it's, it's got, got your cheerleader chanting. It's got your, it's got your slower, like stonery, you know, prog songs. It's got your big solos. It's it's got everything. You know? It really does. I mean, and then going to the music videos, it's got LARPing and it's got twerking. Right. What other fucking band yeah. can do that? Like I, like, you know, fucking Once More Around the Sun is like an S tier Mastodon album, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. I would agree. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so uh, is it is it time to always be plugging? Always be plugging. Uh don't forget to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at MBF Records Pod. I promise I will start using that Instagram at some point. Or he will turn it over to me and I will start using <laughs> the Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at Frequency Shifts. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amanda Moonchild for my moth content and art content. Check me out at Spicy Pisces Crises. That one in particular in the next couple weeks I will be getting the moth cocoons out of my fridge. And uh, we should have some Lunas here in the next week or two. So be looking for that. Don't forget to check our online store for moths. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Actually, uh, we might be be getting some merch sometime soon. Use promo code RECORDS for 15% off your order of moths. I just show up at your house just (laughs) covered in living moths. Oh, my God. That's like BMO's worst nightmare. No, BMO's worst nightmare would be me showing up at their house covered in caterpillars. I saw a great joke earlier on Twitter today because... BetterHelp is getting like sued by the Thank FTC, God. and um, it was under uh, like one of the guys from the podcast Minion Death Cult posted about it, and someone in the replies was like, "Use promo code Death Cult for thirty percent off your first day at your uh, your involuntary stay at the psych ward." <laughs> <laughs> we call that a grippy sock vacation. Where yes. I'm from. Now for my favorite part of the episode, what um, album are we doing next week? This one's going to be exciting and uh, contentious. We are doing. Black Ben Carson by JPEG Mafia. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. We're doing his angry album. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to talk about Peggy on the podcast. Yeah, that one. That one's going to be great. It's yeah. definitely his angriest. It's definitely his, uh, you know, his, his, his um, least accessible, I would say. But, um, oh, my God. I think that's all for this week, right? That, that's That's it. That's what we got. We'll see y'all next Friday. See you next Friday. Bye. Bye.